From Sales Loft Podcast, it's No Nonsense Sales with your tour guide through the alphabet wilderness of sales jargon, Tom Boston. First episode of 2023. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are starting the new year as we mean to go on. Great guests with lots to learn from and some fun, of course, because why not? This week's episode is H for Hitting Target. I can't think of a better New Year's resolution for salespeople. It's something that is a fundamental part of being a seller. There's no escaping them. They never go away. And just when you start hitting them, they reset or they increase. It never ends. And it can be quite disheartening. I've had roles where I've not hit target and quite openly, it made me sad. I felt unhappy. Think about the last positive interaction you had with a salesperson. Were they sad? Of course they weren't. They were probably happy and probably eager to serve and full of joy. And that's usually because they're hitting target. Happiness and hitting target tend to go hand in hand. I speak to a lot of salespeople and I've worked with a lot of salespeople. I've always found that the best salespeople are the happiest kind of people. And the happiest people are the people that don't stress about targets. And the people that don't stress about targets have a really strong pipeline. And the people that have a really strong pipeline usually have a really strong process. Which is why I've invited onto the show this week my friend and colleague, Charlie Johnson. She's an AE at Salesloft, formerly an SDR, and I've asked her on to talk about hitting targets because when I worked with her on the SDR team, that's all she did. Well, that and pretend that my jokes weren't funny. She now shares her prospecting wisdom with the entire world online. I'm very lucky, of course, to have her on the show and to work with her. Here's how Charlie stays happy in sales with her tips for hitting target. So I wanted to start, Charlie, with your your favorite touch point within the uh, the kind of prospecting process. What what do you lean into the most? Honestly, I don't think it really matters which channel is your favorite. I think it's so important, sales aside, that you're using as many as you can. I kind of see it as like marketing. Like when you're, uh, let's say you go on ASOS and you find a little juicy pair of Crocs or something that you like the look of and they're looking nice and they're sales loft green and you really like the look of them, you're not just going to go off and then uh, you're going to start seeing these advertisements for these uh, lovely green Crocs on your LinkedIn, on your uh, on your phone, you'll get push notifications, and you'll, you'll get bombarded by all these different channels until you're eventually like, oh God, I've got to buy these lovely juicy Crocs. And it really pushes you to then purchase whatever it is. And I think it's the same in sales. You need to be engaging and making yourself noticed by as many channels as possible. It doesn't matter if they reply via one versus another. I just think using all the channels is so, so important because you can't also predict, even on a persona, you can't predict which channel they like personally to be engaged by. So uh, in short, all of them. I love every single one of them. I don't like cold calling though, but I'd still do it because I've got meetings from it. Yeah, I think very similar to me, you know, you, you know, you, you love social, right? And you mm. love that kind of social selling aspect. The phone's not going to go anywhere. It still no. needs to be part of the, of the process. But I think if I'm hearing you right, it's about being everywhere. 
mm-hmm. right? And doing as much as you can to, to kind of be noticed. Yeah. Now that leads me quite nicely onto my next question around kind of being noticed, because I think you've got a great story uh, about some of the prep work that you did for the SDR role, particularly mm-hmm. at, at Sales Loft. And I'd love if you could just share with the listeners today uh, exactly what you did, because I, I tell this story on your behalf <laughs> all, all the time. So I'd, I'd love for you to tell it. Yeah, of course. And to note, you don't just have to do this before starting a company. If you're, and I'm going to talk about personas, and if you're unsure about the persona that you're reaching out to, maybe you're not as lucky to have like a marketing team who, or a, or a sales um, engage, uh, enablement team who have really defined your personas and you're, you're a bit unsure, then do this. But before I joined Sales Loft, when I got accepted the offer, I wasn't joining for another, I think, month. So I had a lovely month off um, and I'd never sold to a salesperson before. And I was honestly very intimidated about the idea of it because I know how blunt, like from working with salespeople, I know how blunt they are and how direct they were. And I was a bit scared and I was like, you know what? I don't feel that comfortable going into this role and I don't feel like I'm ready to be selling to this persona. So I had no idea about sales as a persona. I only knew about the SDR role because that's literally all I'd done. Half knew about the AE role, but management, I didn't have a Scooby. So I sent and added, I don't know how many sales leaders, CROs on LinkedIn. And I uh, added them all with a very, very similar message. It copied and pasted. Hey, Tom, you don't know me, but I'm actually about to start a new role um, where I'm going to be selling to sales as a persona. I'll be completely honest. I don't have a clue about sales as a persona. And I'm hoping I could ask you one or two questions to help me better prepare for that role. That's it. The amount of accepts was crazy. I got a lot of accepts. And when they accepted, some of them were like, let's jump on a call. And some sales leader was talking to me for like 30 minutes. Some were on the call with me for an hour. And it just meant that day one going into sales loft, I was like, I know this persona and I know their challenges. And I know that the solution I'm about to sell really, really helps them. So it made me go into the role and I was pumped to sell sales loft because I've spoken to so many people and they're like, yeah, we use sales engagement. We absolutely love it. Like it saves our life. And it just meant that I knew the challenges and I knew how to relate it to the products I was going to sell before even day one. Now, the reason I love that is because all you're asking people for is to outline their challenges. Right. So like, what is your biggest headache that you currently have in your role? And all you wanted to do was learn from them. And I think nine times out of 10, especially on somewhere like LinkedIn, learning from each other, it's what the platform's there for. Right. So I feel like you utilized it so well. And if I'm if I'm right, I think you actually got a a few opportunities from those prior conversations. Some of them are sales love customers now, have you know, just because of that. Um and that really helped expand my network. Like you said, I was able to actually, when I when I saw my accounts and Salesforce, I was like, oh my God, I've spoken to some of these people already. So it wasn't like a, a cold outreach. I was like, oh my God, guess who's in my account name? You. And then that was it. And then I booked a meeting like that. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Yeah, you had to let them know. I didn't plan this. This is this wasn't <laughs> part of my of my plan, I promise. <laughs> so um, you know, going going back to this idea of then hitting target. Uh-huh. Um, for for the modern seller, do you think it's possible for sellers to to hit target, you know, in 2022, without utilizing something like social media, like you've just talked about there, like more traditional sales methods? I think it's possible. 
I think technically still today, you could hit target if you just had your mobile phone and a list of people. You'd have to work very, very hard though. And you'd have to do way more activity than you need to do. Um, I think, like I mentioned, using multi-channel is just so important because you just can't predict where your prospect likes to hang out, what, what, like, likes to hang out and likes to be engaged with. Their phone might be really, really saturated, but actually their LinkedIn is quite free. Whereas for me, like my LinkedIn inbox is so saturated. Like if someone wants to ask me something, they need to email me or they need to call me because I literally cannot manage it. And it's the same for prospects. They'll have a channel that's really saturated. And so you need to be using them all. Um, I really love social just because I think more so than phone and email, it's just adding in more human and I think you can be a bit more informal from it, like utilizing gifts, sending jokes. Like I love using like voice notes on LinkedIn. And I feel like that's the place where I can kind of show my personality a bit more and I can kind of show I'm a bit more human. I think it's hard to show that um, via an email. And I really like that casualness. And I think a lot of people like to and prefer to be engaged that way. I definitely relate to that. I think two, th <laughs> two things from what you said there, you know, if you look at my email inbox and my wife will tell me off for this, it's, it's you know, it's thousands of emails yeah. and I'm struggling to keep on top of it. Whereas my LinkedIn, I like to keep it fresh and I'm always checking it. Uh, and secondly, the voice notes thing, like I've certainly sent voice notes to prospects um, and the content of that you would never put in an email. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, because it would, it just wouldn't sound, it wouldn't yeah. sound right. But you can just get away with it on like social and then via video. So yeah, just having more fun. <laughs> well, I think, I think that like sales can be fun, right? Yeah. And um, one of the things that I try to do was to make the prospect smile. Now that doesn't seem like a priority in the sales <laughs> process, right? If you write that down or if you told that to someone as a piece of advice. On top of flump. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All these all these acronyms. But but actually, you know, making making the prospect smile, making the prospect laugh, um, you know, you get, you get that connection, it humanizes you yeah. as, a, as a seller, all that kind of great stuff. So uh, I'd often put that as the number one priority for my for my process which uh which sounds a bit wacky but it, it works it, for me. it makes you so much different because they're getting so much like formal boring and I was going over this with some of the SDRs today such boring emails day in and day out and it's so boring for them so if you can be that person who's slightly different more creative or makes them laugh then you're definitely going to stand out love that love that so um Obviously, now you've moved into the AE role um, from the SDR role, um, yeah. and it's uh, how's that? How's that been? I, I saw you laugh there. How, how have you found that transition? Uh, you know what? It's funny. Um, do you know what? And a lot of the stuff I've learned from being an SDR, I've been able to transfer into the AE role. It's so different to the SDR role. The SDR role, I knew like I had to do this, this, and this, and then I'd eventually get a meeting. But it's so much different. So I think. It's challenging, but what I've taken away from my SDR learning, and one of the key things I think for you to be a successful uh, SDR, is to have that willingness to fail, try again and learn from it, and then keep doing that and keep trying and keep learning. And it's not a nice feeling when you're not like absolutely smashing it. It's really not nice, but to know that actually you are going to get better and better. I think I've taken that into my AE role. 
And I actually did really well last quarter. And this month, I've kind of made up for my uh, past few months. But I think the only reason why I've done okay or better than maybe I would have predicted I've done is just because I've allowed myself to have that period of failure, making mistakes and learning from them. So I'm not an amazing AE and I will not lie. And I laugh sometimes with my, um, with people I'm speaking to, because I'm like, I just have no idea what you're talking about because I'm a new AE. Um, and I think if you can just take that mentality into any new role that actually it doesn't really matter. I'm going to learn this role eventually, but I'm going to make a lot of mistakes at first. I think bring that into it. And eventually six months time, ask me this question and hopefully I'm uh, smashing it rather than just doing kind of mm, okay. <laughs> I think a lot of people will will definitely relate to that listening because, you know, it's so, it, it, it feels like you sh- you shouldn't, be failing right when you're in sales it, you don't those those two words shouldn't kind of go together um but it's a mindset as you mm. spoke about there right this any new role you know any new role not just the AE role but any new role this is going to be a little bit rubbish for about six months probably <laughs> you know what I mean uh let's hold Definitely our not hands too up. much longer <laughs> yeah fingers crossed no longer than that um, look, I, uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you. And um, as we've spoke about, I'm ending every one of these episodes with a pump up song, right? So the song that you would play to, to get excited for a, for a cold calling session, you've had an interesting suggestion. Um, and I, I would love you to talk us through your reasons for choosing this particular song. You know what? When you asked me to pick a song, a pump up song is the first thing that's sprung into my mind and I have no idea. But you know what? If I was about to do a cold cooling session, I think this would really get me in the mood. And it's Star Wars, the Imperial March. Thank you. Thank you so much. Very kind. Please take your seats. Thank you. This is my tribute to a great film. High on a hill was a lonely goat herd lay, lay, lay. What? The film with Yoda in? Right. I'm sorry, I thought you said the film with Yodeling. Yod, yeah. I've never seen Star Wars. No. <laughs> to hear Charlie's track as it was meant to sound like in the Star Wars film, check out the No Nonsense sales playlist, which is now on Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe to the No Nonsense Sales Podcast on your favourite podcast player or by visiting salesloft.com slash podcasts.